Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Man Sports Talk Network. We have got a busy show tonight because last night we sit, sat down, we talked about the Cowboys and we talked about the season coming to an end and we talked about the head coach. We discussed whether or not the Dallas Cowboys were going to make any major coaching moves in the next few weeks, in the next few days. And the Cowboys, it didn't take long for them to give us somewhat of a reply. And it is that Mike McCarthy is sticking around Dallas for at least one more year. We'll talk about it tonight on the show. We will also talk about the four biggest questions that you need to ask your coaching staff if you are the Dallas Cowboys right now. So I'm excited about tonight's show. The Rams, meanwhile, are leading the Cardinals 14 to nothing in the playoffs in the divisional rounds, Monday night football. So thank you for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We'll talk about what the Cowboys said about Mike McCarthy, and we'll get into some of the biggest questions on the future of this Cowboys team. Let's start the show officially. Here we go, guys. What is up, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network on Primetime, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining me. And for more Cowboys content, as always, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. There are a ton of articles uh, after the game versus the 49ers. There are two articles on the quarterback draw one on what the refs had to say, one on what McCarthy and Tony Romo had to say about it, as well as my personal opinion on the final quarterback draw. But hey, tonight we'll discuss the Cowboys coaching staff and what Stephen Jones said this morning on 105.3 The Fan. So thank you guys. What is up? Charlene Evans over at YouTube. Tom Downey's burner account who's saying, I want a new owner. I, I understand that. Kai says, Kellen Moore cannot come back. Uh, hey, bro, this was a good season, better than the last two years, says Wally. And that is right. Still difficult to consider it a success, though. So, but, but, but Wally is right in saying that it was, it was definitely better than the last two years. And if you're looking for a silver lining in the Mike McCarthy conversation, that might be it. GM Mike Mayock fired by the Raiders is Charlene Evans. That is right. Happened this afternoon. What is up, Cecilia? What is up, Tommy? Thank you guys for being here. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about what happened this morning. Stephen Jones was on 105.3 The Fan, and he was asked about the Cowboys' confidence in Mike McCarthy and whether or not he was going to come back in 2022. And Stephen Jones really didn't hesitate to answer this question. He just said, absolutely. And he also said that the Cowboys are very confident that Mike McCarthy will come back in 2022. 
right off the bat, just as reports continued to emerge on the Cowboys potentially moving on from McCarty, the Jason Lacanfora report from CVS in which he suggested that maybe Jerry Jones wanted to pull a Jason Garrett kind of move by promoting Kellen Moore to head coach, which would have been an even bigger surprise given what happened through the second half of the season. But yeah, McCarthy is sticking around, according to Stephen Jones. And you might argue that the front office might be lying or something like that. I really wouldn't bet on that, however, because I think that usually when a front office, especially the Jones, come out and say something like that, usually they have been right. They have not been the front office that plays it plays its cards close to the chest. They are pretty direct. And if they're telling us that McCarthy is coming back, then I would say that it is safe to say he will. So the first question right off the bat is, what is one emoji to describe your reaction to the Cowboys' both of confidence on Mike McCarthy? Because I have seen plenty of different reactions. And I think that it's sometimes... Emojis can be better than words for things like that. So what is one emoji that is to describe your reaction to the Cowboys' level of vote of confidence, excuse me, on Mike McCarthy? What is up, Stevie Mac? Thank you for joining the show. By the way, hit that like button, share the stream, and spam hashtag fire Kellen Moore on everything the Cowboys post. Stevie Mac, this is what Stephen Mac uh, has been up to, apparently, this Tuesday morning. And I respect it. Tommy goes with just a crying out loud face. Dannon with a sad emoji. Uh, Burner account over there with the, you know, the brown kind of emoji. <laughs> Charlene Evans also with the crying one. Peter Riza with a mad one. I, I, uh, and, you know, the one that is saying bad words. Here's the thing. I have an emoji that maybe a lot of people will not agree with. Uh, burner account says I do anything and thank you for your comment and your donation burner account Tom Downey burner account says I would do anything known to man to get to a Super Bowl that is what Jerry Jones had to say in training camp process in the training camp process we already know this isn't true Jerry wants it his way we need to stop buying his BS oh that's a painful comment to read because I do remember that and I do remember getting emotional when listening to Jerry Jones say that in the training camp opening press conference. Thank you for your donation, Burner account. My emoji would be, and I see Stevie Mac's uh, skull, by the way. My emoji would be, you know, the guy that is shrugging. Because I think that we cannot be surprised about this, to be honest. And we talked about it. Briefly, last night here on primetime, I really didn't expect the Cowboys. I would have been shocked had the Cowboys come out and actually fire McCarthy and pull off any drastic move. So I was expecting it. I, I, I was expecting Mike McCarthy to stay. I cannot say that I'm on board with it, mate, because I'm not fully on board with it. I would say that it was fair to maybe question whether or not moving on was the right move for the Cowboys because this team is just in the first season which McCarthy and Dak Prescott had shared together. It is so frustrating to watch what happened on Sunday and throughout the entire second half of the season. 
But I am not surprised at all that the Cowboys are not moving on from McCarthy. However, just like I said, we cannot maybe be fully on board with it after what we witnessed over recent weeks. But I feel like the Cowboys now are at a point in which it is time to make the tough questions. And that is what I wanted to talk about tonight on this show. I think that right now, the Cowboys front office needs to sit down with Mike McCarthy. And now that they have decided that McCarthy is coming back, it is time to answer four questions. And I will start with the first one immediately. What is the biggest problem? I think that the Cowboys front office needs to ask Mike McCarthy. Is it the scheme or is it the players? What is it? Because I think that McCarthy needs to provide an answer on that. What is McCarthy's opinion of that? But the Cowboys, of course, also need to do their research with the entire coaching staff and players. Because so far in social media, it seems like 70% of the fans are on the side that says, you know what, this is on the play calling, this is on the game planning, play designs, and the scheme. And there are there is about 30% of the Cowboys fan base that will point to the players and that maybe will say we need to move on from Dak Prescott, which of course is not going to happen. And we'll touch on that later on tonight's show. Maybe some people will say, have we overrated the players? And you know what? That is a fair question to ask as well. Because when you take a look at what happened last night or yesterday versus the 49ers, the Cowboys got beat on all three level levels of their pass offense. I think that the pass protection was not winning its battles. You were seeing Nick Bosa do his thing before he got injured, but you were also seeing the inside offensive line being pushed around for most of the game. And then you had receivers. I have not dove into the All-22 yet. I will do so tomorrow morning. But there were a lot of times on this game in which it felt like watching the TV broadcast that receivers were not winning their battles downfield either. So it comes to a point in which you ask yourself, have we overrated the combination of Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup when he was healthy, now, of course, the tight ends too, the offensive line itself, Ezekiel Elliott himself, which we know now that he was playing on a torn PCL, and we really don't know what, what the future Looks like for him, but salary cap-wise, it is difficult to move on from Ezekiel Elliott because you obviously are not going to be able to trade him. The other franchises know what we know about Ezekiel Elliott and his contract. So it doesn't look like, oh, that will be, that was a bad play from Kyler Murray. I don't know if you guys were watching that. (laughs) Anyways, I think that is a question that Mike McCarthy needs to answer to the front office. Will McCarthy, if asked that question, what will he say? James says it's the players. If the player doesn't show up, we don't win. City did not show up. Sig did not show up. Dak did not show up. And the offensive line did not show up. Now, I will tell you what. I don't think that any of these sides is 100% right. Like, I don't think that it is 100% on the players. And I don't think it is 100% on the coaches. Of course, There is a mix of both when you get these results. But I think that McCarthy needs to give his thoughts on that to the Dallas Cowboys front office as as they try to move on into 2022 now that they have apparently given McCarthy their vote of confidence. 
What is up, MD Andrews saying, I would be interested in looking into Joe Brady. Can judge him for this season with the Panthers with no McCaffrey and no quarterbacks. And I would add to that a very poor pass protection because their offensive line was in trouble. And I loved what Joe Judge was doing for the Panthers, actually. I thought that what Matt Rule was doing for, for the Panthers and the fact that they fired him was actually quite dumb. So, hey, I wouldn't mind if they decide to move on from Kellen Moore and they're trying to look up candidates. I wouldn't mind if Joe Brady is one of them. I agree with what MD Andrews is saying over at YouTube. Over at, Fair, over at Facebook, I think that Scott Lockwood is, is speaking some truth here. This organization sure makes it hard to be a fan. It, it, there are a lot of times in which it has been, it, it has been uh, hard. Now, I will, make, I, I will open up a brief parenthesis here in the show because I've been thinking about this all morning long. And I've talked about it uh, last week and last night, but we have talked about the Cowboys 49ers rivalry. And I learned about it a lot over the past seven days by watching NFL films clips, by watching actual replays of the games, by reading articles on the rivalry. And there was one story that I liked it when I read it before the game, but then during the game, it really just dawned on me the reality of today's Cowboys. And this is maybe frustration speaking, but here's a a story. And maybe, of course, the fans that got to see the 90s dynasty will know this story perfectly, but maybe younger followers of the team like myself will not. In the 1993 NFC Championship game, you had Jimmy Johnson getting ready for the game versus the 49ers. It had been raining for days at Candlestick. So they had actually they actually had to replace some portions of the field. They had to replace the turf. And they were bringing in new turf in order to actually play the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Johnson... And I know that I'm maybe sounding like a boomer here talking about the 90s Cowboys, but stay with me. This is all, it it will make sense in a second. Jimmy Johnson took his coaches to the field and they spotted where the turf replacements have been placed, of course, and where the field was in a more delicate state going into the game. Coaches for the Cowboys in their call sheets, in their game sheets, they had drawings of where the turf had been replaced in the 49ers stadium. This was at Candlestick. And the Cowboys exploited that and adjusted to that during the NFC Championship game. And in fact, that 70-yard catch by Alvin Harper, which is super famous, that happened in one of those portions of the field. And the 49ers defensive back, sorry, I don't remember the name, you can actually see him slip. So you see Jimmy Johnson and the 90s Cowboys figure that out and actually scout the game so well that they have drawings on their calling, on their game calling, or excuse me, their game chits at hand with drawings on it. And your 2021-2022 Dallas Cowboys do not know where the sun hits most in a, in a wildcard playoff game. How 
like that was a microcosm, I believe, of the issues with these modern Cowboys. Dan Antazi is actually saying the light in the stadium. I told my wife the same thing. That was, and, and Dan actually was onto it before I finished telling the story. Jimmy Johnson and those Cowboys coaches knew exactly where the turf had been replaced. And in the opponent's stadium, and this Cowboys team really doesn't know, what is it, like 10 years, more than 10 years on this stadium and they still haven't figured out how much of a factor the sun can be. And of course, the, the sun thing at AT&T Stadium, it's just stupid. I think it's just frustrating that the, sta that the stadium is built that way and that it's such a huge flaw on the stadium itself. That, i that in itself is frustrating. But, I mean, the stadium is built. You're not going to demolish it and build a, a, a new stadium. But as a coaching staff, how can you not prepare for that, right? And you, you take a look at that Donovan Wilson play in which he has no shot at spotting the ball. Like That is not on Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson has the same eyes that any other human being does. And there is not much he can do when, he, when, he, when he's staring into the sun. So a frustrating moment, definitely. And I think that... Stevie Mac is just doing me a favor here because he's looking at me. He's seeing that I'm frustrating, and Stevie Mac jumps in with some good news, and he says, Isaac Alarcon got another contract. That is actually right. I think it was him and another about 16, 17 Cowboys players. I would assume that these are reserve slash futures contracts, which lock them up for, of course, uh, off-season activities like training camp uh, in the preseason, but also OTAs and all of that. So great for Isaac Alarcon. I read on the Dallas Cowboys website that he will no longer enjoy the international player exemption. So big year for Alarcon. I still want to figure out how that works because I think there were still some players that after two years were still enjoying that exemption. I don't know. They've changed the international rule players, uh, the international players' rules quite a few times. I will dig into that and actually get back to you guys here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. But shout out to Stevie Mack coming in with the great news. Uh, Bernard Account says, Mike McCarthy can barely manage the clock, let alone the sunspots. Those coaches did help bad play calls as Kenneth Fraser. Dak was flat to Louie, and that is something that I agree with as well. Again, says Tommy, that stadium is Jerry's brainchild. Another fault, I, another fault in the long list of Jerry's fails. And actually, moving on to the second question that I would think the Cowboys need to ask Mike McCarthy now that they're giving him the public vote of confidence is why. You need to get into the why Dak Prescott, because I think you could say that. Dak had arguably the best supporting cast in his career in 2021. And why under that supporting cast, specifically in the playoffs, in this game versus the 49ers, why was this his worst playoff performance? Because if you take a look at the numbers, his performance is not even close to what we saw versus the Packers in his rookie season. It's not close to what we saw 
versus the Seattle Seahawks in 2018, let alone the Rams game in which Dak Prescott actually, I thought, had a, a good game, decent game, but the defensive line, we know this already, was getting slaughtered by the Rams' run game. So I think that is something that I also the Cowboys need to answer. Why? And you might say this might not be the best supporting cast of Dak's postseason career because this might have not been the best offensive line that he has gotten to work with. But you've got a defense on the other side that is helping you out a little bit. I know it wasn't a great game for the defense either. But if you take a look at Michael Parsons doing his thing and Marcus Lawrence doing his thing, why was this his worst season? You need to get to that answer as well. <laughs> oh man, some of these comments, uh, they, they really, you know, they, they really catch you off guard. Uh, anyways, will the Cowboys offense, that is question number three, in my opinion. And this especially matters, this matters even more if you're keeping Kellen Moore as well. But will the Cowboys offense in 2022 have an offensive identity? And which is it? What scheme will the Cowboys actually run as an offense? Because that is something that I don't believe that anyone has an answer to. And we've talked about Kellen Moore being the game, the play collector that he has been this season. And back in September, October, it felt like that was the like like that was the the positive thing from Kellen Moore, but in the second half of the season, we started to figure out, hey, maybe this is actually working against the Cowboys. And you've got to reach a conclusion on what will what will the scheme be for the Cowboys offense instead of just a collection of badass plays from Kellen Moore. Because you need to find something to fall back on when things are not going your way. Chalk says their identity will be three and out. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully that is not the identity that Mike McCarthy answers if he is asked that question. <laughs> Let's see. Agreed. O-line needs upgrades all along the lines as RB Nightmare. Stevie Max says just put Jimmy Johnson in the ring already and the course will be finally lifted. That might just be it. That's, that might what be keeping the Cowboys out of the Super Bowl for over two decades. Not if Kellen Moore is still here, says Tommy915, regarding, I believe, the Cowboys' offensive identity. What is up, Hayden? Thank you for joining the show. And Kenneth Fraser, also over at Facebook. Thank you for being here. Now, number four, and this would be the, the final question that I would add, is the fact that Dak Prescott is still the quarterback going forward. I know there is some frustration uh, around Dak Prescott right now and I think most of it is valid it is not valid if you're asking like to move on from Dak Prescott I think it is insanely early maybe to say that or maybe insanely narrow because I think there are a lot of bigger problems for the Cowboys right now and I think that one spot one silver lining going forward is they have their quarterback and that is Dak Prescott so, Dak Prescott is still the quarterback going forward. I, I think that the final question to ask is, what will the Cowboys do if differently to put him in a position to succeed in 2022? The Cowboys passing game, 
versus the 49ers might have been the biggest liability of all. And you take a look at other teams with big-time quarterbacks like, of course, Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur, Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid, and Eric Vianney, who will also be a head coach candidate in 2022. And all of these successful quarterbacks, it seems like they put their guys in positions to succeed way better than the Cowboys have done with Dak Prescott lately. And this is not exonerating Dak Prescott from all fault because that would be dumb to do. But I also believe that, and Cowboys stats over at Twitter was actually sharing some very interesting numbers out there that really make you think like, hey, the Cowboys were not really looking for downfield plays in early downs. The Cowboys were not making things easier for Dak when things were not going his way or when defenses were rotating their safeties aggressively to try to confuse him. They didn't have this gimme plays that maybe you want Dak Prescott to have. And gimme plays are not checkdowns. Hopefully the Cowboys figure that out as well. Those would be the four biggest questions that I think the Cowboys need to ask Mike McCarthy now that they have given him the public vote of confidence. Charlene Evans over at YouTube uh, over at YouTube says, do you think Dak Prescott has reached his ceiling? I don't think so. And I don't think so because overall, my philosophy based on what we have seen with quarterbacks, historically speaking, is that maybe they start to reach their peak in their career in the early 30s, like 29 years old to maybe 32, 33 years old, because I think that is the sweet spot in which you still have the athletic abilities, but also you have seen stuff, right? Just like in the last three games for the Cowboys, the Cardinals won and the 49ers won, you saw him get maybe confused by the aggressive rotating of the safeties from opposing defenses, the mocked up looks that they were giving him at the line of scrimmage. You might think that, hey, all of that goes into his experience. And in 2023, 2026, 7, when he gets these looks again, you might get that conversation like you do with Tom Brady and players like Aaron Rodgers in which you go, there isn't anything that he hasn't seen in this league. So I think, no, I think the answer to that definitely is a no. I agree, says Kenneth Fraser, most definitely. The disappointing Dallas is Tony Wilno, and I agree with that, that it was definitely disappointing. Tommy says, I do. It's been six years ago. But in those six years, I would argue, we have seen progression. We have seen Dak play better football. Dak looks way different than he does from early years. And you listen to former scouts, you listen to coaches, you listen to executives. And I'm not saying that I talk directly to these guys, of course. I'm talking about uh, national articles and things like that. Dak is always recognized as a master at the line of scrimmage in pre-snap readings and all of that. Dak Prescott can break down defenses, and we've seen him make the throws as well. I think, I honestly think that Dak Prescott has not reached his ceiling. And I think that I agree with what Jonathan Toltz had to say last night on Twitter. History will remember those who bailed on Dak Prescott. That is where I'm at right now. 
MD Andrews over at YouTube says, I'm hoping Dak will go on a redemption tour next season. The team might not make a ton of noise because of the schedule and losing players, but Dak needs to get back on track. That is what we definitely want to see. Stevie Mac says, don't plan on buying don't plan on buying a slip number mattress anytime soon. Steven Paris argues that there is no progression. We cannot win postseason games. And I would say that I'm, I'm just talking about, of course, individual progression from Dak Prescott. And we and what is even worse, what is even worse is that we have seen Dak look well and look good in postseason games, even though he only has a one week the one win to, to brag about. But we have seen Dak Prescott win in high leverage situations, even though the mainstream storyline is that he hasn't. Mart- Martin says, Watson would do better with all the offensive weaponry on this team. Whew. I don't know. Like, of course, I wouldn't think that you know, Watson is a better option right now than Dak because maybe from a player's standpoint, he is. I think they're quite close. But then you also have the off-the-field issues with Deshaun Watson, of course. Sorry, Moses, burner account, getting Kirk Cousins vibes from Dak. I understand it right now. Like, I, I understand it because we're coming off from a bad, bad, bad performance from Dak Prescott. But I do believe that Prescott is a tier above Kirk Cousins right now. The real Darrell says, I just want Dallas to make the playoffs in consecutive years. That would be a first since the 90s. And hey, about a week ago, once the Cowboys made the playoffs, I talked about Mike McCarthy and I talked about the fact that they had hired him for two reasons. Number one was getting wins in the postseason didn't get it. Didn't check that box clearly. And number two was just that. Just what the real Darrell is saying over at YouTube. The Cowboys making the playoffs in back-to-back years. It is crazy that it has not happened uh, since the 90s, as Darrell is saying at YouTube. And it is also crazy that the NFC East has not had a back-to-back division champion since 2004. So I think that is definitely the goal for 2022. You want Mike McCarthy to at least check that box too. You want him to check both of them next year, no doubt about it. And now Mike McCarthy, I didn't understand it last offseason when McCarthy was one of the favorites to be fired first. This happened in the betting odds. We saw Mike McCarthy as a favorite in the markets to be fired first. And I didn't understand it last offseason. Now I will. I think that now Mike McCarthy's seat is one of the hottest in the entire NFL. I think he is legitimately at risk. And then, like, hey, I know that, and I'm not saying that I agree with it, but based on what the Cowboys front office has done with Kellen Moore, Do you completely dismiss the notion that Jerry Jones might still see Kellen Moore as a potential head coach in the future, which I think could happen if he ends up finding a scheme that works for him instead of what we just mentioned of the play collection? But could it be another reason why the Cowboys 
stick with Mike McCarthy around. Because if you bring an outside head coach, you might want to give him the liberty of building his own coaching staff. Cat Byer says, dude, why? Because they like him. And I'm not saying that I, that I think it is the correct thing to do, but I am saying that past evidence is there that the Cowboys front office likes Kellen Moore quite a bit. It might, it might be the way that they approach things. I wouldn't dismiss it entirely. He called a draw with 14 seconds, no timeouts. I'm in the minority here, and I think there is a lot of reasons to hate on, on Kellen Moore for what happened versus the Niners. I didn't hate the quarterback draw. Just my opinion there. I think that at worst, it was playing with the house's money and trying to chalk the, the opponent's defense. But I do believe that the execution of it was so disappointing and so disgusting because you run the quarterback draw and I like the idea if you hand the ball to the umpire as soon as you go down and if the 11 players on offense are actually setting up to spike the football. I think that the Cowboys had trained, had, had actually realized that, hey, with 14 seconds, we can run this and we can clock the, the, the football to get a shot from the 24-yard line. And I think that if, if it would have worked, we, we would have looked at the Cowboys as geniuses. It was so ambitious to do. But I think that, and I, and I know, Tommy says, you are definitely in the minority here. All right, here's, here's how I look at it. And I actually wrote an article about this on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Here's how I look at it. And the first thing that we need to keep in mind is the fact that the game was lost. Right there and then, the game was lost. The Cowboys were living an extra life. They were playing with the house money. The game should have been won the previous drive when the Cowboys had over two minutes left in the clock and three timeouts left. That was when you had to win the ball game. And then the defense handed you an extra life, just like in a video game, you can say. And you're playing with the house's money and you're hoping for the best. The Cowboys are around the 40-yard line and you can do about three things there. I think you can take two shots at the end zone, which is risky, but it might be the best thing. You can throw outside, but based on the 49ers defense, you definitely 100% cannot do that in that situation because you can take a look at how they lined up and they were making sure that the Cowboys were not going to attack the sidelines. You were not going to get a quick out. You were not going to get a route in time to stop the clock by running out of bounds. So it was either you take two deep shots from the 50-yard line or you throw a short pass inside and hope for the best in a similar way to what you did with the quarterback draw. I think that would have been the most common thing to do. Throw inside to say Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamp or Cedric Wilson, probably because they're the faster receivers. Try to gain 10 to 15 yards, even 20 if you want. Try to line up as fast as you can, clock the football, and I'll take a deep shot, but from a more favorable spot in the, in the field. 
That is the most common approach that we were going to see. If you run the quarterback drop, which was clearly ambitious, if you run the quarterback drop, what I would have loved from it is if the receivers are not even running a route, they're running to a spot 15 years, 15 yards, excuse me, from, from the line of scrimmage, trying to line up as quickly as possible. And that is where it gets messy, in my opinion, because that is not what the receivers were doing. Definitely. Noah Brown was even walking back to the line of scrimmage. Dalton Schultz seemed confused. They were not setting. They were not getting set quickly. So I think, I think it was more about execution. Plus, Dak needs to know that, he's, that he had slid before where he set the football. He needs to know that he needs to hand the ball to the umpire because that is the, the rule. It has always been the rule. The referee needs to touch the football. That is, of course, if you place it in the right spot, which the Cowboys didn't. You take a look at the clock. The Cowboys were close to spiking it. So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, in my opinion, that if they execute that properly, you do get another, another shot at the end zone. I kind of liked the idea. It was ambitious. They clearly were not ready for it, which is what I don't like. I don't like the play call when you take into account that clearly you didn't practice it enough in order for everyone involved to know what they were doing. But yeah, it was, it was just stupid. It was just a, a, a stupid sequence of plays. CD Mac, I don't know what this is in response to, but CD Mac is saying Mauricio is much better looking, so he'll definitely steal anyone's girlfriend for sure if he wanted to. I I appreciate Stevie Mac's comment. I really I am lost. I don't know where where this came from. <laughs> oh, he's talking about me being uh, Hispanic. Pete Davidson. <laughs> JP said that I am this Hispanic. Pete. Davidson, love your stuff, buddy. Thank you, JP. And thank you for the comparison, I guess. Pete Davidson, man. <laughs> who's who's the girlfriend? I would be, hey, I would need to figure out that it, 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 to see if I will go on with Stevie Mac's game plan of me stealing Pete Davidson's girlfriend. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Fire Nasmeyer, Kellen, the receiver coach and the offensive line coach, <laughs> if you had to practice that play, you already lost the game before it was even played. Yeah, at least once, right? Like, you know, just your overall game planning situation. Anyways, guys, man, we're still frustrated. Like, we, we are, we have cooler heads right now than we did last night. But you can feel the frustration creep back in when you start remembering those kinds of games. Kellen Moore will be the next head coach. Your family, his family, Mo says burner account. Uh, bring Young Kidna back, says Devontae Griffin. Hey, Young Kidna, big part of Dak's development, you could say. You could argue that. I have been amazed that the Tony Romo conversation is back, by the way. I have been amazed by that. James says, we suffer from a weak division. When we had the triplets, we had to fight for the division, says James. The Cowboys are in a weak division, I will give you that. But after watching, and I understand what James is, uh, where James is coming from. 
But when we have watched the New England Patriots dominate the NFL for two decades in a in one of the weakest divisions in football, I don't know that that is the reason. You you, you might want to see the Cowboys be more battle tested. I understand that. Still believe that is definitely not the main reason why they have struggled in the postseason. Why don't we get Romo for offensive coordinator, says Martin Diaz. I don't think that is going to happen. He makes too much at CVS, as Cat Byer is saying over at Facebook. Yeah. We need Dan Quinn on the sidelines and Tony Romo as the offensive coordinator, says Joey Bella. Dan Quinn on the sidelines, by the way. I don't see it happening. It, it, it's all pointing towards. Dan Queen being out of here. And honestly, I kind of feel like it is all pointing towards McCarthy and Kellen Moore sticking around for one more year at least. Whether we like it or not, it feels like after what we saw from, from after what we heard from Stephen Jones this morning, it feels like we're not getting as many changes as you might have liked. One final question, by the way, before I leave you tonight. It has to do with what Kat Byer is asking over there on the Facebook chat is, would you like or dislike promoting an in-house candidate to defensive coordinator? Would you like that or would you prefer an outside hire? I touch on this topic because it seems like Dan Quinn will be gone. It's pointing towards that. I'm not saying it is confirmed or anything like that because it definitely is not. But you are seeing a lot of interest in Dan Quinn right now. And I believe that Dan Quinn is also kind of figuring out that there's a lot of turmoil in Dallas right now. And you might not be in a better spot than you are as a free agent coach right now. It is likely to not be as friendly as... The market is not likely to be as friendly, is what I'm trying to say, next year than right now. So I, I am betting on, on Dan Quinn to be gone. So I would ask, would you like or dislike promoting an in-house candidate? Because I'm looking at George Edwards, a defensive assistant for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm looking at, of course, Joe Witt, the secondary coach. Kenneth Fraser goes with inside hire. Bailey says, dislike bringing Fangio when Dan Quinn leaves. Peter Risa prefers an outside hire. Tommy goes with dislike because he wants a proven guy. We cannot waste any more time. I'm not sure what I prefer because if it is a big name like Big Fangio or Mike Zimmer, as TV Mac is saying, uh, I would like those hires. But also... I feel like Louis here. I don't know because I will give you my argument as to why I would like an inside hire. I don't know about preferring, but I would like an inside hire because have you taken a look at the Cowboys free agent class in 2022, in the 2022 offseason? You need to re-sign a lot of players if you decide to do so. We're talking about Jaron Kears, Keanu Neal, DeMonte Casey, you're talking about all of these guys that will be gone, Leighton Vanderich, of course, and those are a lot of changes. And it is difficult to adapt to so many free agent losses. Let's call them departures, maybe. It is difficult to adapt to that 
Now, add to it the issues of adapting to a new defensive scheme. So I wonder if you might be benefited from you might benefit from promoting an inside candidate like Joe Witt and George Edwards. And we know that both of these candidates might attract some sort of maybe interest, especially George Edwards more than anyone else. He did at least for college football. Cowboys should get Neil, should let Neil walk and go after linebacker all Kansas, Mr. Terminator. I cannot wait until all of that conversation as well. The free agency conversation, the draft season, the Cowboys right now hold the 24th overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Burner account says, Dix, please learn to tackle the whole ranch in free agency, says Martin. Yeah, we'll get into it actually later in the week. Mo says burner account, bottom line, Dallas wasted the best chance at a run in years. I cannot argue against that right now because I agree that I think in 2016, 2018, 2014, going into the playoffs, I don't believe that we felt as good about any of those teams as we did this 2021 Cowboys team. Anyways, guys, I will see you tomorrow night, of course. Frustrating game once again. Please hit the like button for me. Help us grow ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you, guys. And, of course, make sure to share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you, guys, for being here, for choosing to listen to Primetime every Sunday through Thursday at 8 p.m. Central. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles. There are a lot of them right now up there. We have gotten about eight articles post-game, I believe, over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. So make sure you check it out. And also, if you are... If you are into the Mavericks, you can also check out Mavericks content over there. Thank you to Louis, Kenneth, all of you guys, Devontae, Martin, Charlene Evans. Mo, are you going to be on every day in the offseason? If I'm not mistaken, that is the plan. By the way, before you leave tomorrow night, Skywalker still will be here with us. I was on his show last week. He is going to be joining primetime Tuesday night. And man... I would have loved it if it was under happier circumstances. But still, we will have a good, good talk with Skywalker Steel tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So, share the stream and I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys.